0: Have you seen that movie? Uh, I can't quite remember the name of it, but you know which one I'm talking about. It's the one where the bad guy, right? Or at least the guy that comes out to be the bad guy has this really amazing backstory, and you kind of start to get connected with him a little bit, but something something happened. He got kind of rebellious. Started to get filled with rebellion and angst and and start to look at though he was the center of everything. He kind of hurt for him a little bit. Wish life had gone a different way for him, wish maybe a different choice was made at some point, something that could have gone a little bit differently so that maybe he wouldn't carry so much of the weight of the world upon his shoulders and feel like everybody was out against him. And then the good guy. Well, a superhero, right? A guy that maybe growing up never really knew the power that he had, never really understood why he was a little bit different than things, and and never really claimed a lot of the honor for himself at all, but just knew that there was a right thing to do. There was something that could be done. There was always something that could uh, be done to thwart the evil or to stand up with integrity and just do what's right without a claim or without anything else like that. I can't remember the movie, but our gospel text is kind of like that. I think through it for a second. Christ just walked out of his baptism, just walked out of the Jordan where the clouds had opened up. God's voice bellows from above and says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Holy Spirit descends overcoming all of who Jesus is he comes up out of the waters walks out and he's led by that same spirit into the wilderness to be tempted 40 days 40 nights and one of the best lines in scripture after 40 days and 40 nights he was hungry <laughs> well yeah <laughs> he hadn't been eaten much he was fasting through the midst of all these things and in that full humanity in that weakest point. The devil walks up. Hey, I heard your dad back there. (laughs) If you're the son of God, make these stones bread. If you are. God himself made the declarative statement, You are my beloved son. This is my beloved son. And Satan walks in and says, Yeah, if that's the case, show me. You can imagine the temptation. Hungry, weak, knowing that he has all that it takes to create anything he needs. Yet Christ sits back and says, no, Satan, I don't need that bread, which, by the way, you couldn't make a stone into bread for me if you wanted to, Satan, so why you want me to do it? You know, I don't need to show off for you. This man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And the temptations continue to come. Satan lifts him up onto the pinnacle of the temple and he says, yeah, if you're the son of God, he'll take care of you. He'll draw his angels around you. Throw yourself off the temple. You'll be fine. You're the son of God, right? Yeah, but he's also man. And Jesus knew who he was before his God and he had no doubt of his confidence, had no doubt of who God had made him to be and he said, yeah, but he also says, don't test him. And then up on a high mountain, and this is one of my favorite ones, where Satan says, hey, look around you. Look at all the kingdoms out there. Look at all of creation out there. I'll give it to you. You've got to stop for a second. Who's Satan talking to? He's talking to the very word of God that brought creation into being in the first place. The one who set everything in order and Satan says, yeah, I'll give all that to you. It's yours. Just worship me. Bow down before me. Make me the most important thing in your life. Look at me for all of your needs. Look at me for the things that you want to have without all of the suffering." See, because it wasn't so much that Satan had all of the nations and the worlds to give him. What he was offering him was power over all those things without having to do things God's way, without having to be the son of God, without having to suffer, without having to die, without having to go through all of the things necessary to remove sin from the world, to take sin away from you. Satan said, just worship me. Don't listen to your dad. You won't have to die. And you can have all this anyway. If you are. If. That word if is so insidious sometimes, it makes us doubt makes us wonder we start to walk through suffering in life at times and then we may think back to how jesus handled it and then we need to remember that he didn't do it simply as an example of how to walk through temptation or an example of what to do when we're there that might be a small part of it but more than anything jesus did it on your behalf it's not that he's our example it's that he's our savior It's that the defeat that he had in Satan in that moment he hands over to you is a free gift. And he says, look, you don't have to wonder if you are a child of God. You are a child of God because God said so in your baptism. When you're baptized into Christ, you are baptized into the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Satan can come in and question your identity straight to your face anytime you want. You can say, yeah, you call me a sinner, and so I am but I also know who I am and whose name I carry because of the work that God did in my life. And because I know, Satan, you've been defeated. Not just once, but a handful of times. Every time that Christ is present in your midst, he's the one that wins the victory. and Then, like a humble hero, he hands over that victory to those who need it. It gives you that victory, gives you that victory over Satan. So in the midst of our suffering, we can remember the Savior who has died for us, the Savior who is the one that has defeated Satan. and And it's not upon our shoulders to fight that battle. It's not solely on your shoulders and in your hands to try and defeat something that's stronger than you. Jesus did it. There's a quote from Martin Luther that's great. He said, if you're ever accused by Satan, he shows up and he starts to accuse you and say, hey, look at the sins in your life. How can you be so confident that you're a child of God? Look at all the things going on in the midst of your daily walk. Look at those things. You can't be a child of God. And Luther said, this is your response. You look at him and say, yeah, you know what? Satan, you missed a few. Thanks for pointing out all the ones that you remember, but you forgot some too. There's more sins than that, but what of it? God's not listening to you accuse me anymore. He listens to his son, Jesus. And Jesus defeated you. And So go away. That's the next little part of scripture in this gospel text that is so beautiful, where Jesus stands up and just with simple words says, Satan, be gone. Get out of here. You've got no power here. Leave. We remember Christ's strength in the midst of things, not that we have to mimic it, but that he does it for us, and he hands you that strength, and he gives you the identity of a child of God, and he has won that for you. There's a hymn that I want to close with, uh, not that we're going to sing it, I'll read it to you. Uh, And uh, it's a beautiful one. It's called God's Own Child, I Gladly Say It. And the reason I started to think of it, especially in this time, was because of those simple words of Satan where he says, if you are the son of God. And I'm sure at times in your life there have been moments where you wonder and you say, if I'm a child of God. Because Satan will try to plant those little seeds every now and then of doubt and of wonder and of curiosity on whether or not this whole thing's real. And then we think back to the real man and real God in Jesus, who stood in a real place, who defeated a real Satan, who hung on a real cross and walked out of a real tomb, and really lives. And he really lives so that you are a child of God. He really lives so that in your baptism, you're tied to everything that he has done on your behalf on everything that needed to be done by Adam and wasn't, on everything that needed to be done by the people of Israel and wasn't, on everything that needed to be done by anybody who has fallen in sin. And Jesus says, yeah, I died for all that, and I lived for all that, and it's no longer an if. You are a son and daughter of God. So hear this as we close. God's own child, I gladly say it, I am baptized into Christ. He, because I could not pay it, gave my full redemption price. Do I need earth's treasures many? I have one worth more than any that brought me salvation-free, lasting to eternity. Sin disturbed my soul no longer. I am baptized into Christ. I have comfort even stronger, Jesus' cleansing sacrifice. Should a guilty conscience seize me, since my baptism did release me? In a dear forgiving flood, sprinkling me with Jesus' blood? Satan, hear this proclamation. I am baptized into Christ. Drop your ugly accusation. I am not so soon enticed. Now that to the font I've traveled, all your might has come unraveled. And against your tyranny, God my Lord unites with me. Death. You cannot end my gladness. I am baptized into Christ. When I die, I leave all sadness to inherit paradise. Though I lie in dust and ashes, faith's assurance brightly flashes. Baptism has the strength divine to make life immortal mine. And this last verse will be our prayer. There is nothing worth comparing to this lifelong comfort sure. Open eyed, my grave is staring. Even there, I'll sleep secure. Though my flesh awaits its raising, still my soul continues praising. I am baptized into Christ. I am a child of paradise. We pray, Heavenly Father, thank you for all that you have done on our behalf through your Son Jesus, defeating Satan, not just when we can't, but every single time. Knowing that we are baptized into his name, into his life, and into the forgiveness of sins that he has won on our account, handed over so freely as a gift. Be with us this day and every day. Guide us by your spirit that we would live in that baptismal identity, knowing who we are for absolute certain because all that you have done to make us your children. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen.